Gap Year Universe, I'm Julia Rogers. And I'm Margot Brookfield. Welcome to Gap Year Radio, the show that brings you information and inspiration to plan a life-changing Gap Year adventure. Welcome to part two of our Ethical Volunteering Abroad episode. As you've noticed, we are doing, basically this whole season is around doing good right, right? Um, (laughs) And if, if you tuned in a few weeks ago with our conversation with Claire Bennett, we discussed her book, Learning Service, and some of the important things to keep in mind if you're looking at volunteering abroad. This week on the pod, Margot had the unique opportunity to follow up with two of Claire's students that she had worked with on the Princeton Novogratz Bridge Year program in India, Emily and Andre. Margot, can you tell us about this conversation you had with them? Absolutely. This has really been such a cool opportunity to chat with both an instructor who has this philosophy and this expertise in learning service, and then two students who've been deeply impacted by this learning philosophy. So to start, just a little bit of information about the Princeton Novogratz Bridge Year program. So this is a year-long program for students who are admitted freshmen at Princeton University. They offer six different placement sites for students, including options in Bolivia, Cambodia, Costa Rica, India, Indonesia, and Senegal. So Emily and Andre are currently a part of the India program that is based in Udaipur. And this was just such a cool experience to be able to get so much of the, as I said, the theory from Claire, turn around and chat with her students who are in the midst of their program right now. They're only a few months in. They still have a number of months to go before they round out their experience in India. And so during this conversation, it was just super cool. They're both very insightful and well-spoken, and they share these unique insights that they've gained from their time on the program thus far, including the importance of taking the time to learn about the organization or community that you are working in by asking questions and really being thoughtful about your place as a volunteer. And one thing that I thought was really cool about the Novogratz program, and this is in conjunction with Where There Be Dragons, who Claire works for, hence that connection, but the students really become part of a longer-term staff at their service site. So as opposed to being like a volunteer or a short-term volunteer, they really frame it as like, no, we're, we are staff. We are engrossed in this organization at their site and just providing that different lens. So they really both had so many amazing thoughts to share, and I'm excited for them to really share the rest of that with you without sharing too much here. (laughs) Wow, that's really interesting. And also, it reminds me of how um, AmeriCorps fellows are actually referred to as members, um, so core members, which is a really interesting just distinction that we're making in and how we use these different terms. Like, what does it mean to be a volunteer? What does it mean to be um, an intern? What does it mean to be an apprentice? What does it mean to be a member? So, um, you know, language does matter. And I think that also the framing matters. So I'm so excited to hear from them. I always love hearing stories from Gap Year students, as we know. So great. Absolutely. So yes, without further ado, let's get started. Thank you for being here. I'm super excited today to welcome to the pod Emily and Andre, who are students who are a part of the Princeton Novogratz Bridge Year program. So welcome to the pod today. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you. Awesome. So these two are joining us today from Udaipur, India. They are in the midst of their program right now. So I think this is a really unique experience to get to chat with you both while you're really in the thick of it. So maybe if we want to just start, if you both could tell us a little bit more about the program to sort of frame this conversation before we dive into more of the the learning service piece of it. Sounds great. So the Novogratz Bridger program is hosted by Princeton University. And um, it offers an opportunity to newly admitted uh, first-year students to take a year out of their university studies before um, starting with first year. 
Um, so you can apply to the program and there's six locations you can choose from. So we both chose India and uh, thankfully got accepted. Um, so I suppose the program involves a number of elements. There's a big emphasis on cultural immersion. So we get to spend somewhere around seven months in a specific city in the country. So in our case, we're in Udaipur. Um, this is a city with around 600, 700,000 people in uh, Rajasthan in India. And we get to spend this time staying at homestay families, um, partaking in various sort of cultural activities. So um, Diwali um, just passed this weekend, which is a big celebration. So we took part in a lot of um, sort of like traditional activities with homestay families and as a program. There's also an emphasis on um, sort of learning service in the sense that we get put with, uh, matched with various NGOs and we get to sort of like experience what work culture is like in India um, and I guess contribute a bit to our work placements. Yeah, another wonderful part of the program is um, weekly FOIs, which stands for Focus of Inquiry. Um, so this is a thread that keeps on happening throughout the year. Um, and every month we focus on a different topic. So think of things like politics or economics, religion. Um, that's what we're doing this month, actually. So through that, we're learning a lot about India, but also just about um, how existence is like different um, in different locations. So like the realities of living here as well. And of course, we have Hindi classes too. Oh, yeah, and Hindi <laughs> class. Yeah. That's awesome. And so for these focuses of inquiry and your learning piece of this, would you say that you're doing that more through classes or more of a quote unquote traditional academic or educational setting? Or is it more through those hands-on experiences or service in some capacity? I would say it's definitely a mix. So some weeks we've been on visits to local sites, um, like forts nearby. Um, other weeks we might have a guest visitor, um, a guest speaker, sorry. So we had one recently who talked about Islam. Um, it's definitely a mix of methods. We have some really exciting, fun ones, such as miniature painting workshops. Um, so I would say it's a good balance of all of those. That's amazing. And are you here for a year? Are you here for just one semester? Or how does the time frame of that work out? So we're in Udaipur for six months, but the program itself is meant uh, to take up a whole um, sort of school year. Um, so we arrived late August, early September. We spent a month actually traveling around India. So we've been to various parts, experienced um, culture in different regions. And uh, we're here in Udaipur until sort of late March, early April. And then we'll be spending another month traveling um, in the northern region of the country. Oh, that's so fun. Are you going to go up to the Ladakh area or what part of the northern region do you know you're going to? Yes. Yeah, we're going to Ladakh. We're really excited for it. It's going to be an entire month and hopefully there will be some trekking involved. Oh my gosh, Ladakh is one of my favorite places I've ever been. I got to lead a program with students there a number of years ago and it is absolutely stunning and amazing. I'm so excited for you both. That's wonderful. So within this, obviously, I know that learning service has been a big piece of your kind of educational experience. 
are you both placed in certain sites and what are your placements? Yeah, that's correct. So we've been working in them for over a month now. Um, I'm working with an organization called Shikshantar, which means alternative learning. Um, so it focuses on working with people, including youth who um, have decided to pursue an alternative route of education. So instead of going through a traditional schooling system, um, this could mean that they either decided to walk out of school or that they never started school in the first place. Um, they'll attend Shikshantar and learn more creative skills. Um, they also have a program with the local jail um, where they'll mentor the inmates on things such as music, filmmaking, um, computer science, just a range of different interests that they have. Um, so that's kind of a general overview of what that does. And I'm currently working with Sevamandir, um, which is a sort of large NGO, I'd say, that has operations throughout uh, the South Rajasthan area. Um, it focuses a lot on sort of like rural development in all senses, um, so it runs education programs, um, works on building uh, village capacity and infrastructure, and other things like promoting healthcare. Um, so there's a lot of it's a mix for me between doing office work, um, writing reports, preparing funding requests and data analysis, and then actually being on the field and experiencing the realities of rural India. Um, so I'm, I'm enjoying it a lot. It sounds like you both are gaining a lot of hands-on experiences through your placements, which is amazing. And is it just one student per placement, or are you with another student who's in the program doing the same work? The program is designed specifically so that um, we get distributed across um, a number of uh, placements such that there's no two people in the same place, yeah. Yeah, I think the objective of this is so that we're more immersed in the service site that we've been placed at. Um, so instead of like spending our time with the other students in the program, we'll be able to spend free time with the other members of the organization. Awesome. So yeah, I would love to just now maybe dig a little bit more into this topic of learning service. And I'm curious to hear both of your perspectives on how you feel the Novogratz program has been framing service. And then I, you know, we can jump into more perspectives on it, but how do you feel that it's being framed within this context? We definitely had a lot of discussion about this during orientation, so before we left for the program. And I would say there, we got exposed to the idea that instead of doing service, like instead of coming in with the objective of contributing something to the organization um, and like using our knowledge to make a change, um, the focus has kind of shifted on using service as a way to learn. Um, so that means like being open to hearing about what the organization is doing um, and learning from the perspective of the members who have already been working on this topic for usually a few decades um, at our organizations. Um, and that sort of framing is definitely, um, I would say, a lot healthier because it makes us more open-minded and willing to be part of the organization instead of like coming here with preconceived notions of how we're going to help and what exactly we'll do here. Awesome. Andre, do you have anything to add to that? Um, so I guess, I mean, that was quite a comprehensive overview, but um, 
I feel like it's very easy to um, come into uh, sort of like a place like India with um, these notions of how work should be done or how work has been done in your home country and to just try to like bluntly apply them to a different context. Um, so true, um, as Emily was saying, our um, introduction to India and the discussions we had at the start of the program, we covered this idea that um, like although you might think that you're coming over with like your set of skills and abilities and uh, the main objective is to actually contribute these skills um, to the organization you're working for. Um, what one really takes away from the program is um, sort of like the learning about you know the cultural context that the work is being done here versus the cultural context of uh, the work you've been doing back at home. Um, so there's definitely a lot more emphasis on observation and getting to understand how does this NGO solve um, a problem such as, I don't know, healthcare education um, versus how an NGO in the US or Ireland would. Um, and I guess to give an example, what really surprised me at the start to do with healthcare education and um, sort of even, I guess, waste management is that um, in Ireland, the campaigns run for, you know, sort of like um, promoting, I don't know, like good waste management would involve things like activities for children or ads run on TV. Whereas here, um, it gives of different access to resources and a different sort of a more of a larger emphasis on oral culture. Um, the strategy that Sakamandir employs is to have songs um, created about recycling your garbage and songs about healthcare and to sing them with villagers at sort of like collective gatherings, um, which seems very different to what I'm used to, but. Um, I, I guess is a lot more functional in this context. That's, that's really interesting. Yeah, I would say context is a really big piece of this um, because I think having that knowledge of the location that you're in allows you to more effectively contribute and specifically allows you to reduce potential harmful things that you may be doing. Um, so I remember getting exposed to the idea that service could potentially, in some cases, do more harm than good. Um, this was before orientation, so it was from past alumni. Um, and I also came across that idea in the learning service book that you talked about in part one. Um, and I remember being kind of confused by this at the beginning, like how could service possibly do more harm than good when the intention is to like contribute and help people? Um, but I think like through the examples in the book, um, it's pretty clear that not having that local context um, and like not caring enough to learn about it can really result in harm that comes from either like pushing your ideas on an organization or just doing things that you may not realize um, be ha like will have an impact on the people that you're interacting with. Um, so something as simple as bringing like pieces of technology into a location 
where people will like look at your mobile phone and like recognize the brand of it like that does have an impact on the people that you're talking to and it's something that's really subtle um, and you might not notice unless you take the time to observe and kind of have a learning mindset to it um, so that idea of like learning before you can serve is really important an example of that actually um, from Savaman here that I came across we get a lot of interns um, that come over and um, you end up having things like two months, three months um, internships where, you know, the intern gets very excited about contributing his or her skills to the organization and they go ahead and build something for the organization. So for instance, um, in the case of Salmandir, the website was built by an intern, um, but because of this risk that you know you go in and use like the tools you use the technologies you use the techniques that you'd be sort of familiar with back home or what you know the methods you'd use to build a website for let's say an NGO in Ireland um, you end up building a website that's not really sustainable in the sense that um, people here would not I guess be familiar with the technologies used or know how to manage um, what you build. So what ends up happening in the case of 713 anyways is that we have a website, but it can't be updated because um, the staff at 713 after the internet just have never interacted with the technology before and have no experience at maintaining the product that was built. Yeah, I think a key idea here is humility. Um, so like coming in with the idea that you'll learn how things work and see if you can contribute to that. Um, and that might include like using your skills and using your knowledge, but making sure to do that in a way that um, is actually, it meshes with the organization instead of um, like taking the ideas that you have and pushing them onto the organization when you don't know enough yet. So like being open to learning from the placement that you're at is really important here. Absolutely. I just love how much you both have shared that this has begun with education. And I'm not surprised, of course, just knowing the connection with Claire and the Novogratz program. And so she was one of your instructors for the first part of the program, if I'm not mistaken. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah, that's correct. We actually got to meet her um, and we had some wonderful conversations with her before um, we got to Dipor. That's awesome. And just to have, again, that context of knowing that about the education piece and some of those core philosophies of the learning service book, I'm sure set you both up for a lot of success moving forward in the program. And, you know, I know you mentioned, Emily, that you kind of were exposed to this a little bit before the program, maybe through alumni and such, but I'd love to hear what both of your previous perspectives were on service and how that has maybe, obviously you've learned so much in this time that you've been in India so far, but yeah, just kind of any previous insights that you had that have now maybe shifted since joining the program? So I guess um, in my case, I was unsure about the level of impact I would have um, like on the organization I'm working with. Um, so I think this might be common, but I applied to the Bridger program with the intention of sort of like sharing the skills I already have with my organization. and with the aim, I guess, of 
you know, making the world a better place um, through my contribution. And so I feel like I had um, this idea that my impact while being abroad would be huge, that I would, you know, show up at the NGO and do all these things, and then the NGO would be sort of like changed as a result and made better. Um, and I guess I was aware to a certain degree that, you know, there is an amount of cultural adaptation that needs to take place that I can't simply use the same mechanisms I'd use at an organization in Ireland and transfer them literally across um, to make change. But I wasn't aware of, A, the impact um, that I'd be having would like just not realistically be as big as I was expecting it to be. And then be just a degree of difference in culture. Um, I had a tendency to think that work culture across the world was quite homogenous, um, different, but at the same time that a lot of the sort of ideas that would work in Ireland, a lot of the ways, things like even scheduling meetings, I thought would be the same. I thought I'd just send people emails and um, have them respond but when I got here and through um, our work at the start of the program and um, various lessons I got to sort of learn that that's not really realistic that a my impact is not going to be that big I mean the organization was around for 50 years they have hundreds of people working for it and you know, the ways of doing things at Salamandir have already been established. I can't come over and change that. Um, so it's more so about working within the framework that they already set and trying to learn about them. Um, and then also getting to understand the way that I guess work culture can actually differ a lot across um, different places. Um, I tried scheduling meetings with like emails, but that, that did not work. Um, so again, there's like a bigger emphasis on like personal connection here. Um, a lot more people invest time in building up work connections versus actually being productive um, in the sense that I guess I would have defined it. Um, and so when I need to schedule meetings, I need to go with people in person, have chai with them, and then ask them um, to talk about whatever it is, which I would have thought, you know, like, is an unnecessary, like, time investment. I mean, we just need to discuss about this. Why does the chai matter? Um, but I guess what I've learned is that, you know, people just behave differently um, depending on their cultural context and that there isn't necessarily a better or worse way. Uh, there's advantages and disadvantages to everything. Yeah, those are really good points. I would agree that there's definitely a greater deal of personal connection that happens here. Um, I would say for me, I had a lot of experience with service before coming here, but the structure of it was definitely different. Um, so for me, I'd been involved in organizations that were based at my school. Um, so usually that meant that we collaborated with um, nonprofits in the community, but we largely like came in and contributed our piece. 
Um, so essentially, we would work with um, organizations that serve disadvantaged youth. Um, this was in Illinois, where I live, so my hometown. And the people at my school, we would come up with lesson plans, um, and we would create curriculum that was kind of in partnership with the people that we were working with. So we would ask about their preferences on topics or themes that they wanted embedded into those. Um, but largely, it was students and our teacher mentors sitting in a room talking about what would be good um, to bring to the organization. Um, and I think a difference here is that instead of being an outsider who's bringing something into our service site, we are part of that site ourselves. Um, so there's definitely more of a feeling of being part of something. Um, and that being embedded in the organization really allows you to like have better context and like approach approach um, like designing the so in some cases it's kind of parallel to what I'm doing to what I was doing in the US because here I'm also designing um, activities and curriculum for youth around my age and I would say a difference is that I have those personal connection with the people that I'll be working with um, so I might know what would work better with them and what makes more sense based on what I've learned from personal interactions. I think you bring up a super key point there, Emily, in that you all are really embedded in your service sites, as you said, for six months. And I think that's such a unique opportunity to really be a part of that in a more sustainable or longer term manner. Because as you said, you can really fully understand what the needs are and what your place is and have that educational time to really learn about what it is that you're doing. And I also recognize that a lot of gap year students might not have that same opportunity to have such a long-term extended placement and ability to really embed themselves in an organization or a community. And so genuinely just curious of both of your personal opinions on, you know, I know that oftentimes shorter term service is what's more possible for folks. And I'm curious if you both think that there's a way to do that ethically and sustainably and in an impactful way if it can't be a six-month placement. Yeah, I mean, I think there is a big difference between being a volunteer and being a staff member. Um, and where it's possible, I would say that being more embedded um, in the organization through a longer term position is definitely beneficial. Um, in my personal opinion, I would say that short term help could still be useful um, when it's more of like a volunteer coming into the organization and seeing what needs to be done. So asking like what they can help with, um, what the organization actually needs. Because I think a lot of the time what happens is volunteers will come in and say, I want to do this specific task. Um, like this is what I've read about and I think this is what would be like very fulfilling for me. Um, but I also think in a lot of cases that might not be what the organization actually needs or it might take a lot more resources um, to like make that possible for the person who's serving. Um, so I think short-term service would best be done if, like, um, if a volunteer came into an organization kind of with the mindset that they can help with whatever is needed. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And I also feel like a lot of the learning um, from your service site occurs in the first few months. Um, so if you're set on um, 
coming to a country to actually learn service, then it would still be very beneficial to get an internship, for instance, at a local organization for, say, two months. I have a friend that's a volunteer who has just finished his first month and will be leaving in a month. And um, he's sort of immersed himself into the work culture, into, um, I guess, just learning about how the organization works, how it delivers impact. Um, I, I do believe that growth and learning happens throughout um, a longer duration. I mean, there's always new things to learn, new people to like hear from. But I do think from personal like observation anyways, that a lot of the learning is concentrated in the early um, weeks, the early months. Um, so I think it's totally fine to come over for a few months, um, experience what it's like to work as part of a local organization, learn as part of the process and as Emily said, perhaps be a lot more flexible with um, the work you will be doing because realistically you can't have a significant impact on an organization that has been around for decades in right. two months. Right. And I think even looking at a shorter time frame of maybe a couple of weeks or even a few days, um, something that could be done is keeping the focus on learning um, instead of jumping into service or what you think is service right away. Um, so like take the time to tour the organization, to learn from different staff members um, about their work, um, and see if there are any things that, any like smaller tasks, um, especially if you're thinking short term here, that you could help with. So like maybe you could plan like one lesson or help write one piece of content um, after you've gotten a better idea of what this organization does and how you might be able to fill in some gaps there. I also feel that there's a lot, a lot of ways you can experience culture and learn service abroad. Uh, that doesn't necessarily require you to take up a position at a, um, an NGO or some placement site. Um, I know that a lot of Dragon's programs have independent enrichment activities where students can do things like take up pottery classes, um, study politics with a professor in um, their target country. And I believe that for shorter programs, things that take a few weeks, uh, perhaps up to a month, it would be maybe more valuable to spend the majority of your time um, doing these activities and immersing yourself in sort of like a diverse range of cultural um, and historical, I guess, activities. Right. Right. I would say realistically in a few days, a few weeks, there's not much impact that you can really have as a volunteer. So shifting that focus to learning both about culture, like Andre said, um, and also about the service work that's happening in that location um, is definitely a lot more beneficial. I couldn't agree more. I think shifting the focus, especially on the shorter term experiences, but valuable in the long term ones as well to really shift to, yes, I'm here to learn, I'm here to absorb, I'm here to lend a hand where I can. You know, I think reframing that is a huge piece of it. So Thank you both for sharing that. And I'm wondering if, you know, again, I know you're still in the midst of this experience. and I'm sure there's going to be a lot of reflection that's going to need to happen in the coming months. And of course, once your year is over. But if you had any words of wisdom, because in, you know, in theory, our listeners are prospective gap year students who might be looking to venture out on an experience such as the one that you both are on. Do you have any words of wisdom just for 
how they might figure out if a volunteer or service or, you know, work placement feels like a good fit or any things to look out for that might indicate that it might not be a good fit or just from your experiences. I would say we've covered a lot of it um, in what we've said so far, but I think a key piece is thinking about maybe the framing around the experience. Um, So if it sounds like it's catering to the volunteer, if it sounds like it's something that you'll be doing um, for a really short period of time that might not actually be very useful to the community, but sounds like it'll make you feel very good. Um, So for example, like coming in and maybe um, doing some construction work or I don't know, painting a wall. These are examples that I've heard of. Um, I would be wary and think about whether the program is thinking more about um, benefiting volunteers or benefiting the community. Um, So think about what you want. Awesome. Andre, did you want to jump in with anything? Um, I guess it really depends um, on the person. I mean, different people have different abilities to, um, I guess, adapt to, um, I don't know, perhaps like work or lessons that perhaps you wouldn't really enjoy in a like normal context. I mean, for instance, I don't really enjoy um, writing grant applications, um, but I guess part of my uh, coming to India was this acceptance that I need to sort of compromise on a bit of, I guess, the things that I traditionally get enjoyment from and instead do things that perhaps I wouldn't normally enjoy or I wouldn't normally spend time doing for the sake of um, learning more about the organization um, and actually contributing to their um, needs as opposed to enforcing mine on them. Uh, so I guess overall, I mean, I think a lot of people say this, but being open-minded and willing to sort of go out of your way and do things that you wouldn't usually um, be comfortable with, familiar with, usually leads you down a path where there's a lot of learning. Um, So yeah, I definitely recommend that. Thank you. Obviously, this is a very nuanced and deep topic that I feel like we're still only brushing the surface of, but is there anything that you both feel hasn't been touched on here that you would like to share or want to discuss at all? I think that was quite comprehensive. Um, We covered most things. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you both so much for taking the time to chat. I know that obviously you are in the midst of your program. You've got a lot going on. And as of where I'm currently located, you're about halfway around the world. So I really, really appreciate you taking the time. And thank you to everybody else out there for listening. If you want to learn more about Princeton's Novogratz Bridgier program, you can find them online at oip.princeton.edu backslash our dash programs backslash Novogratz dash bridge dash year or on Instagram at Novogratz Bridge Year. And then you can find us here at Gap Year Radio on Instagram and Facebook at Gap Year Radio or online at Gap Year Radio Podcast.com. You can email us your Gap Year questions or comments at gapyearradio at gmail.com. And lastly, you can download our show wherever you find your favorite podcasts. And if you do have a moment, we would love for you to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts so that more people can discover Gap Year Radio. So thank you again, Andre and Emily. This has been absolutely lovely. I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much for having us.
Yeah, thank you. I really appreciated the opportunity to talk about our experiences so far, and it was also a great time to reflect. Oh, good. I'm so glad to hear it. You've got a lot of adventures ahead of you, it sounds like, as you wrap up this year. So I'm wishing you both the best of luck. Thank you so much. Thank you.